because we got to bed late last night. We've been at a the Open the Heavens conference with Pastor Hank and Brenda and Mario Morello and Lance Wall now and Kent Christmas and Cat Kerr was there and it was it was a excellent conference and like Courtney said I'm on information overload because you get so much you know and uh, but it it was good and and uh, we were blessed and I'm going to have people share today that were there and then Kathy and I'll share but let's stand up this morning. Abe's, where's Abe? He went to the football game in Oklahoma. Whoopee. <laughs> it's like, what's Pastor Hank call him the uh, cream corn now instead of corn huskers? <laughs> so let's open the service as we do. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. So we got a couple videos and then we'll begin our sharing. Amen. Yeah, I do.
fortress in thy strength.
We declare this is a house of miracles. So be it in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, this is a house of miracles. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Before we dismiss the kids, go ahead and sit down. Go ahead and sit down. I'm going to have Kathy come, and she's going to receive the offering, and then I'm going to have Nate and Amy share, and then we're because they have to go with the kids. Amen. If you need an envelope, raise your hands. The ushers will get you one. And what we want to do today is, we just want to thank you for blessing Mike Keys and Mike Keys Ministry last week. Um, he comes to minister to us the Word of God. But we minister back to him in that ministry. And every time you sow into a ministry like that, you are sowing into the harvest. You are sowing into reaping of souls. And we appreciate it. We, we sent him away with $8,000 last week. That's just astounding for this congregation. But it really isn't because... We just do what God wants us to do. So we really appreciate it. We thank you for blessing him and realize that you have sown into the kingdom of God, into the harvest of souls. What do you think of that $8,000? Amen. What's that? That would be nice. Amen. Everybody should have a piggy bank stored up for the, for the gift that God sends us. Amen. But it's just remarkable for the size of our congregation. That's why it's not all about numbers. It's about your heart and the intent of your heart. Amen. Well, what I'd like to do, and uh, we'll need some... I, I realize there is so much information given. <laughs> your tilt. But this is what I would like you to do. If you go to church here, this is your assignment. How many are members of this church? You can get on YouTube. You can get on Hank and Brenda's website or whatever, you, Lord of Hosts. I want you to listen to every one of the speakers. Now, you don't have to listen to it at one time. You could take a few a week, but most of it's about an hour, I would say, at least. And you don't have to listen to all the, you know, everything else. But Mario Morello 
was phenomenal. Probably one of the finest messages I've heard for getting the body of Christ empowered for the days ahead. But, Nate and Amy, you come first, and then you guys can go, because you have children's church today. And you, you can share whatever. It's on your heart. Nate and I are a lot of the same thing. We observe some things that <laughs> we won't get into all that. <laughs> uh, one thing that stands out to me. Don't get weird. It's that simple. All right. right. What I mean by that is there's a time and a place for everything being questionable, you know, everything that we've seen. But there's also definitely a time that there shouldn't be some of the stuff that we see. Um, When you feel the need that when somebody with a prophetic gift is standing up here and giving a word to run around in a circle making laps with a tambourine and getting everybody's focus off of the man who's anointed to be speaking and put it on you, that's selfish. That's flesh. That's exactly. Uh, all that's going to do is quench the anointing. That's the main thing that I pulled out from that portion. Don't get me wrong. I, I heard a lot of the things that we were uh, being ministered to on and everything, but one big thing that stood out to me was don't, don't quench the anointing when God wants to move. If God wants to move, let him move, but he's not always going to be in a line dance or uh, square dancing. That's, 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 that's flesh. That's all that is. When somebody's standing on the side and it looks like he's doing Pilates in a church service, and then he ran like, he, like some 70-some-year-old dude who can kick this high and he's only this tall, I mean, that's pretty, that's cool, don't get me wrong, but good, good for you. But how is that glorifying God? It's not, not in the slightest. Now, I'm not saying that there's not a time for people to dance in the spirit because that is a spiritual thing. There is a time for people to get musical, get loud, get boisterous. But it's not all the time. It is not all the time. If you are pulling the focus off of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, you're in the flesh. That's what it boils down to. So if you feel the need to pull from God, then stop. I, I got that. That's a pretty substantial warning that I got. But on the flip side of that, God corrected me because I got into this whole attitude of uh, when we're trying to worship, man, I was seeing every little thing that was out of line. Nah, he said, no, don't do that either. Don't get judgmental. But being part of my calling right, right now currently is I'm supposed to have my eyes open and watching. That wasn't my place to do that. I, I, should, I, I was not on secure, the security detail at the this conference, but it's still, it's, it's hard to break that, you know, Ooh, man, but then, but then God's like, ah, get that, get that out of your heart too. Cause you know, so when somebody's sitting there just going like this and it catches you, yeah, that's wrong too. You know, I don't, don't get judgmental with it, but at the same time, don't, don't be doing Pilates. Do that in your hotel room when you think you need to work out. One other thing, too, really stood out to me. Like there's, there was, the pastor said it, there's a lot of information, a lot of good information. One thing that really stood out to me was that 
heaven's here, and then we got the, you know, well, there's the, there's the different heavenly realms. There's the, you know, God's heaven. Uh, then there's the heavenlies. You know, that's where you, you're going to see your spiritual warfare, the, you know, angels and demons fighting, all the stuff that people don't necessarily feel comfortable with. And then you got the earth. Heaven is coming down. And it's going to get darker. And it's getting darker. The thing about it is, is as it's getting darker, why is it getting darker? Is because heaven is pushing hell down. So we're here, and pretty soon that there's there's just going to be that break. Heaven is going to separate, and heaven, or hell is going to separate, and the glory of God is coming through. That door is opening. Amen. So that's what I got. If you're okay with that. Amen. Amen. There was a gentleman, um, God bless him, but he couldn't, he couldn't even keep beat with the tambourine, and I just couldn't take it anymore, and I had to go and talk to the usher, and they finally took care of that. And I, I learned a, a valuable lesson there. They sent a woman to deal with him. Why? Because a man could intimidate and escalate the whole thing. And it was handled. And he sat there and pouted. And, uh, but uh, we, we learn a lot of things. Amen. And uh, but let's, we'll focus on the positive now. Praise God. Who's next? You pointing to somebody? Or? Nobody else wants to. <clears throat> couple things that I took away from there, and I'll hold the mic where it belongs so you can turn it down a little bit. We were joking. I said, be ready because everybody wants to hold the mic down here and talk. No, sorry. Um, the big thing, you know, I, I have the same disorder that Nate's talking about as I, I observe and I'm geared to watching and keeping an eye on things. But as I'm sitting there, and we were kind of in the back, up in the balcony to kind of get away from the tambourines. And to look out over that place, and I would guess probably at least 1,500 people in that place, at least, probably maybe 2,000. And as we're doing worship and to look across that whole sea of people in complete unison like that, yes, there were some goofy ones, but for the most part, the unity, and it just kept rolling through my head, unity, unity, unity. And as the different ministers would come and and teach and preach and they would get the people in unity and have them do things in unity and speak things in unity and the authority and the power behind that were just mind-blowing we sit here in little podunk norfolk nebraska with us 50 people and we think we're the only ones out there these people were from all over the united states i met a couple from alaska i know there's people from rhode island there was people from california literally people from all over the united states and we were all complete strangers in that building, and I never felt more like family, like closer than family, because there was a spiritual u- unity there. And, and that's what's going on, and that's where our pastors have been preaching and teaching unity. We need to be that way, because when we're that way, there's nothing that can stop us. One can put 1,000 to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. What, a, what did 2,000 people do? yesterday or over the course of the last few days 
And then one of the other things that I thought was really interesting too is, you know, even General Flynn saying that what you do on a local level has a national impact. And they shared some examples of people getting involved at a local level, doing their part. And you might feel like it's really insignificant to go to a school board meeting and, and maybe share a little something, something. But, and I only got to catch portion, portion of it, but they talked about four mothers or grandmothers, mothers that got together and completely turned over the garbage that was going on in the school board stuff and won a lawsuit. And do you think they really knew what they were doing getting into that? No, but they knew they had to do something. And so, you know, encouraging everyone to do something at a local level, we can't all just sit back. And yes, we need to sit back and pray, but we can't just sit back and pray. Our prayers need wheels to get moving and to do something. And, and, and I thought that was really good, that there is something we can all do. There is a part we can all play. No, we don't have to run for mayor of Norfolk, Nebraska, or governor of Nebraska. But we can go to a school board meeting. We can go to a convention of states meeting and make our voice be heard and get behind something. Find your battle and get into it, you know, whatever that might be. And those are some of the main highlights. But, the, again, the unity, the unity, the unity. And, gosh, we're just tipping the iceberg on some of the cool stuff that's about to break loose in this country. Just awesome stuff. But. Paige? I knew you would. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So what really struck me that stood out in uh, Mario Murillo's um, sermon about find your fight and the power of our testimony. Like I, I just, when he said that, I was like in tears because it's just find your fight. Your testimony has so much power. And what Jesus set you free from is what he wants you to share with others to help set them free from. Um, so that really um, stuck out to me, that what he's done for you, the whole purpose of that is to share with others to set them free from those similar things. Um, so, yeah, I just encourage you to get alone with him and, and discover, find your fight. Um, that really um, struck out to me. And then Lance Wall now, during Flashpoint, said a really good thing. He said that we have to come up to a higher level of obedience and forsake some of our own bales in our life um, just to be able to carry the glory because that, that has an importance. So that's what, that's what I got. Amen. Courtney? So uh, Brad and Paige said pretty much everything I was going to say. But um, what I got out of it, too, was it's time for the church to wake up. And it's time for the church to join the fight. So the church has been quiet. And even through Trump, when we had Trump in office, he was doing it for us. He was fighting for the church. And he was doing it so the church kind of laid back a little bit because we had somebody doing it for us. But now that he is... Um, not in office at the moment. Um, he, uh, it's time. The church is finally waking up and saying, oh, no, here we go. Let's get in the, in the fight, and the time is now for that. It's no longer time for the church to be quiet. It's time for us to get involved and get going because nothing, because 
Christians shouldn't be quiet. Our nation is based on Christianity, and it is trying to go away from that. But no, it is time for us to make our voices heard. So that's what I got out of it. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Who's next? Brian and Val. He loved it. Okay. Amen. Come on, Kathy, then. Lance talked about um, he had pyramids of different, like, business. What was business, media, education. And after you leave the pyramid of the church, you can go into the other pyramids. And no matter how small it is, once you enter in, you have the authority. You have the say-so because you're God's warrior. Go ahead. Um, We've been through in a lot of church conferences like that, but not for a lot of years. And so looking back and looking now, the one thing that I really appreciated when you looked over this people. It used to be all these conferences became was a dress-up conference to see who could dress the fanciest and who could sit in the front row the fastest and get the most attention, and that wasn't happening there. This was a, this was a grassroots move of God. This was the people that love this nation and the people that want more of God. And, and so that was, that just blessed me. And because it was just, there was a hunger for God there. And it wasn't a time to be a showboat. It wasn't a time to um, just bring attention to yourself. It was about God and what we can do. And a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, sharing about when you are inducted into the military and God issues what you need. And then when you get assigned to your specific place, God, the military issued what you needed. They, if you were in the infantry, they would issue you rifles. If you were a parachutist, they would issue you parachutes. And the thing I was thinking about that since then was, I, like I'd said, my dad was a medic, an ambulance driver. And the thing about my dad was, He grew up on a poor farm during the Depression between Monroe and Platt Center. He had never even really learned to drive a car. He drove a team of horses out to the field to husk corn. He had an eighth-grade education in a one-room schoolhouse, and all he was interested in was baseball and fistfights. And... And he was good at it, but he was not qualified. If you looked at his natural credentials, he was not qualified to go into Europe and save lives. But he did what he was assigned to do. And because he did that, then he was issued the things by the leadership to do that. And I think that's where we are as the body of Christ right now. It was no longer the big shots. It was the grassroots. It was the the common person 
just being issued by God the things that they need to do. Because Lance Walnow talked about that. That impressed me too because he talked about the, the mountains or the pyramids. There's the church. There's the family. There's education. All these arenas, business, media. And you look at our lives. You look at your life. I was thinking we've, we've often commented, and I don't know what you call yourselves, but how many hairdressers we have in this congregation. But you know what? Every day you lay hands on people one after another, after another, after another. And you don't have to have your tambourine and make a scene of yourself. You can just bless those people. That's, that's your mountain of, of where you need to be, of your relevance. We have teachers in the education. We have people in the media. We have every one of you go to your place of business. And Lance Walnow talked about that. Um, he talked about when he started, it wasn't in the ministry. He had a job, and the only thing he really did was walk through the halls and pray, just kind of like we did at the arts center. And Candace, you really need to listen to the Walt. Uh, Lance Walnow one because he talks about being in you're in the city offices every day and so we need to recognize that and realize God if you just do what you're called to do where you're called to do it start there God will issue you the equipment that you need to do it and he you know whether it be if you're involved in the political with the convention of states or if you're involved in going to school board meetings. you Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. It's just being there, your presence, because your presence brings the light of God, the authority of God into that place. And as you're obedient to do those things, do those things that your hand can find to do, God will take it from there. And that's when we depend on him. Anybody else? Hey man, Micah, yeah. <laughs> I never try to force my kids, you know. <laughs> now, go for it. So, Brenda gave a message on Saturday morning that I thought was very powerful. She's very anointed when it comes to preaching and teaching. Uh, and she gave us five things to avoid and five things to know how you're on God's side. And the five things to avoid was to separate from false accusers. Number two was to separate from worldly information overload. So stop putting all your focus on the news. Get away from the news. Uh, Everything news, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News, they constantly push fear. And so we're constantly taking in that fear, and that's how they get views. That's how they bump their views up because that fear makes you draw in and see what's happening in the world. Uh, Number three is separate from cultural ideological views. Uh, So the church has become too open and too soft to the world and to, you know, sin and evil. Um, And they say, come on in, we're open to you, you, you'll be comfortable here. Um, And in reality, yes, we should love those people that are different and have different views, but they should be leaving our churches changed. Uh, Like she said, Jesus loved the adulterous 
but told her to not do it anymore. So when we're addressing things like homosexuality and things like that, that's how we need, we need to stand our ground and be bold when it comes to that. Um, we need to separate from anything that encourages carnality and lawlessness. We're the church. We need to start acting and being the church. Um, separate from every person who engages with all of the, all of the above is number five. So as Christians, as the body of Christ, you're going to lose people in your life. You're going to lose friends and family because I think, I believe that God will pull them out of your life if they're not building you up spiritually and those friends aren't building you spiritually. Those family members aren't building you spiritually and helping you become stronger in the kingdom. Um, so it, at times it can be lonely and feel lonely and sad, but you know, God has a bigger purpose and plan for your life. And for the time and season, those people have been pulled out for a reason. So how to know you're on God's side, stay connected to the anointing. Uh, it's, this is where it's really important to get connected and worship, fine tune your hearing, learn how to hear God speaking to you and the Holy Spirit leading you. Number three is to listen and to obey the Spirit within you. That's why it's very important to get filled with the Holy Spirit so you can be led by the Spirit. Number four is to walk in the Spirit so that you'll not fall into the lust of the flesh. And then number five is to expect to be attacked and persecuted. So we should take joy in being persecuted because we know that we're doing something right when we're being persecuted. So stay strong and stay bold and keep fighting. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah. Um, it, I just remember uh, Kent Christmas had an amazing thing. He said, it's, it's out of Isaiah 49, where he said, some of you are being hidden in the Lord's quiver. Some of us are being hidden under yeah. the shadow of his hand. And that some of us he's preparing and raising up to be used for just a season. So sometimes we get discouraged, like, well, you know, what's my job in the body? What's my, but some of us were just kind of in that preparing stage um, where he's, you know, preparing us, equipping us because, you know, we're all his servants in whom he'll be glorified in. So if I would suggest looking at Isaiah 49, it's, it's really good. Amen. Kathy. Anybody else? About the voices. Go ahead. Yeah. They're anointed. They're not, say, what was that? Share about that. Give them, well, basically, he said God anoints, like there were the, the Jews and the Gentiles. He's going to, he can anoint ungodly people, worldly people that aren't born again. And who was it that talked about the prayer, leading him through the prayer? Was that Lance? Did, you know, we, Trump, we think, well, he needs to get saved. He needs to get saved. Now, how many people around him had shared the gospel and he prayed the prayer and christians get so wound up god prayed the prayer gotta pray the prayer gotta pray the prayer and and don't realize god is stationed and they're not christians but he's put them there and he can anoint them whether they're born again or not and that that's kind of a tilt and we need to recognize that amen and uh and they can speak like Rush Limbaugh. He was Jewish. Am I not? I'm pretty sure he was Jewish. And, but got born again. And, uh, but he had a voice. And so don't get so, 
get tunnel vision. Yes, you need to discern the voice, you know, whether it's God or not. But God can, listen, if God could speak through a donkey. Amen? So let's be more open-minded there. The thing that, that I, I looked, and like Nate talked about, I had to shut my eyes because you're visually stimulated. you got all this going on, and I like to shut my eyes and just listen. But when Lance Walno, we sat down, there was a, a, a young lady sitting down on the end, on the aisle, and I watched her. And she was doing this, like this, and I thought, something's wrong with her. Now, to me, my initial judgment, LBGTQ, because she had the haircut. I don't know how she, she looks. I'm pretty sure that's the lifestyle she came out of. And so I'm thinking, oh, that's interesting. And I kept looking to see if anybody would help her. Pretty soon she got up. And when, it, when you're dealing with women pastors, you have to be careful. And so I went and followed her, and she was standing in the hallway in tremendous pain, and I went up to her and said, "I'm a pastor. Are you? What's going on?" And and she, you could tell she was in pain. And I, I sensed. I said, "When did this happen?" She says, "When I got on the plane to come here from Pennsylvania." And I sensed more in my heart it was it was a demonic thing. It was a spiritual thing. So the first thing I did, I didn't get weird. I called for an usher a woman came up i says you need to get counselors you need to get her a room well they had no place really to go i thought that was you learn see as you learn as you go and so finally i stood with her i prayed with her and and uh just put my arm around her and and told her how much she was loved by god and and then they came and took her away and then last night she was sitting there totally free and you could tell she wasn't in pain anymore. And so they did their job. That's what the body of Christ is for. But I was thinking, didn't it? Of course, I'm a shepherd. Mike, you're a shepherd. You see these things. And, and we've got to have our eyes opened. Because there's people hurting around you. In the course of your day at work, at school, be sensitive. Amen? Anybody else? Okay, um, I want to get. I there's a lot, and like I, information overload. Um, when I'm done here, then I'll have you play that. And I, I think I was so proud of my boys. You know, I've seen a lot of preachers' kids get weird and get squirrely and. Even, you know, Kent Christmas, his son was in the homosexual for 20 years and was delivered. And and he, my boys were there and, and they keep an eye on mom and dad and they just think they're getting old. And he drove home. He drove in Omaha and I drove some, but I mean, he drove home last night. And and I'm just so blessed to have sons and they're here in church and they love God and they raise their hands and and they're seeking after God and and uh, so don't don't give up on your kids or your grandkids amen praise God um I want to give to you quickly uh I'll save you some time let me look at my that's the thing the thing that I go to conventions and conferences on I am not wired for all the things that go on. 
I go to hear the Word, to worship, hear the Word, that's enough. I don't need 28 commercials. But I realize that some of this is necessary. You have to do that to communicate what's going on. But my family and my boys have been raised. Get to the point. Get down to it. You have a guest speaker. You don't have an hour and a half worship. Because they're here to give you the word of the Lord. And so I have to adjust my... <laughs> we're, we're all navigating new waters, folks. Yeah, even them. What's that? You're going through a battle. Yeah. Yeah, they shared... They had a gentleman that must have been in their church that, that they said he wouldn't make it through the night and they were just standing in faith for this gentleman and he was on a ventilator and he had cancer and then he had brain lesions or bleeds in his brain. They did the surgery. He got through that. So, you know, like there's going to be persecution. There are going to be battles, but it's time for the warriors to know who they are in Christ it's our turn now. Listen, please, will you, will you listen to the messages for me? Thank you. I got one yes. Because I'll ask you next week. Did you listen? Start with one. Start with Mario Morello. Listen to that one and you'll be encouraged. Now, I want to give to you, and for the sake of time, I won't have you turn there. I started to look at my, the time here. I got a few minutes. Because I want to give you what the Spirit of God spoke to my heart as I walked from here to the office this morning. And I want you to pay attention to what I... I'm not a prophet. I'm just a preacher. But you need to hear what I have to say. And these are the words that the Spirit of God... And if I'd been doing something, I wouldn't have heard Him rise up in my spirit. And I heard these words knit together. Knit together. Together. Well, I knew right away where that was from, and I just want to take a few minutes, and I'm going to read to you from First uh, Samuel chapter 18, and and because uh, this is what I thought of first. In First Samuel 18, here we have David. He'd you know killed Goliath, and just being obedient, showing up, and and giving the. His his brothers and his family food. And he said, basically, isn't there a cause here? What's going on? But his obedience led him to that place where he could slay Goliath. Um, and this is what we have, we find in, in chapter 18. It says, now, Saul basically, a couple scriptures before that, uh, one, Saul wanted to know, who are you? Where are you from? And David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine. Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his, the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, whose son are you, young man? So David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse, the Bethlehemite. And here we go into chapter 18. It says, now when he finished speaking to Saul, now listen, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. There's not much preached and thought about Jonathan, but oh, how we need the Jonathans in this hour. 
And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, say covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to the sword and his bow and his belt. See, Jonathan gave David all of his armor Because basically, he was saying, David, here's the authority to become the next king. And he was, you know, Saul's own son to defer the kingdom to another man. That that today, you don't see a lot of that. Because we all want to be top dog. But what he did was, he, he recognized something in David, and his heart was joined to David, and they made that covenant. Say knit together. The knit in the, in the Hebrew, I looked it up this morning, it means to be strong. God's people covenanted together would bring strength. And see, that's where we're at right now. God is bringing people together from different backgrounds. You know, crazy biker dudes. Some of you, they're afraid to say anything because he might get crazy, huh? People from all over that drive all the way from Crofton, Nebraska. I don't know a lot of you. I'm learning to get to know you. We need to get to know each other. But how God is bringing people in from even different denominations. And see, what God is doing, He's knitting our souls together. Our hearts. And it's one body. Say one body. One body. I was talking to Caleb. Caleb, he's different. He's just out there sometimes. And he encouraged me to stay because I, my flesh, I was just going to come home after the Saturday morning and, you know, I'm just going to come home. And he says, you need to stay. And I knew in my heart I needed to stay. And uh, because at the end, they called down the pastors to pray for him. I would have missed it. And uh, so I want you to see this morning that we're coming together. All of us, different personalities, different backgrounds, different educations, different jobs for a purpose, for a reason. God has kept this church in his quiver for a long time. But now he's getting ready to pull out the arrows. And we have to be sensitive and be led by the Spirit. Amen. So that, that was in 1 Samuel, Samuel 18. And I do want you to look at uh, Colossians. A couple more scriptures. In Colossians chapter 2, when God's people come together and unite, our hearts are knit together, we're in covenant with God and with each other, there will be strength. Say strength. We need to realize that. Then in Colossians chapter 2, 
The believers at Colossae and Laodicea were being threatened by false teachers. Are we being threatened by anything false right now? (laughs) And so Paul the Apostle, who loved the churches that he was ministering to, you know, he was in turmoil in his heart because he was concerned about heresy. But in, in chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, For I want you to know, Paul says, what a great conflict or struggle I have for you. And those in Laodicea, and as for many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love. Now, see, there's that word knit, but there's another word there, and it's love. Say, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom, or in Christ, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I'm absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order. See, say good order. See, everything Paul taught and dealt with, there was a lot of spiritual authority and a lot about order. And the steadfastness of your faith in Christ, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. And he said all that to come to verse 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of this world, and not according to Christ. For in him or in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who's the head of all principality and power. Now listen to this. When we come together and our hearts are knit together, there's strength. But also when we come together, unified, and our hearts are are knitted together in love, there will be a protection against heresy. Right now we're dealing with some things in the community. I don't know how it went yesterday, but boy, we prayed Wednesday night and and came against that. And I know God's working because of our prayers. But we have to come together unified and our hearts need to be knit together so we can be effective in the community. We can't have everyone, you know, playing Lone Ranger Amen? Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Amen. It takes God's people to be unified to combat heresy. That word in the Greek means to join together. And I like this, especially if you, how many welders do we have? It means to weld together. So there's a bond there. Amen. Now look at Ephesians 4. So the Spirit of God, I believe, is telling us at Harvest Church, our hearts need to, need to be knit together in love. I'll not allow any showboats here. I'll not allow anybody. And I, I was so pleased because I've, I understand Hank said at one time in his ministry, 50 people got up and left his church. And it hurt. I've been there. If you're a pe- preacher, you've dealt with those things 
But I'll tell you what, and you know Kathy and I, I will not, I'm on the lookout. If you're going to promote strife, well, Mike, he said it, Apostle Mike said it last week, if you're going to promote strife or dissension, Apostle Mike didn't tell you this, but his own brother-in-law came against him in the Philippines and up and said goodbye and I think took some of the people. And I can remember when that happened. It, it, it hurt him. So can you imagine how God the Father looks at his children and they're fighting and they're in strife and coming against each other instead of coming together and their hearts being knit together in love. That's the only way we're going to defeat the enemy. LBGTQ plus WXYZN, whatever. The only way you're going to defeat it is we come together as a people. I didn't recognize any other preachers down there getting prayed for except Pastor Brad. But they were just grassroots people. There were no showboats in, in, in their ties like we used to have years ago and had to look sharp. I just don't function in that group. I, I guess I function better here. And I'm not out to impress you. I'm going to be 64 years old and I don't care what you think so let's come together in unity let's walk in love with each other let's put up with each other's idiosyncrasies amen and eccentric things we all have issues just ask my son and he'll tell you we're all different say we're all different And look at your neighbor and say, especially you. No, don't do that. One more scripture, Ephesians 4. One of the reasons I love Bobby and I love Laura, and he gets the attention because he's kind of the one that's out there. But Laura, you're a good woman. You're behind him and have supported him for years. But I like him because he's different. I'm liking, love him because he doesn't fit into a mold. And if you try to put him in a mold, look out, just stand back. Ephesians 4, verse 11, it says, And he gave, or he himself, Jesus, gave himself, or gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now look at verse 14. Why do you have the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried away with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love. Say love. May grow up in all things into him or Christ, who's the head Christ, from the whole body, joined and knit together. Here's that word. Joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part. Are you a part? Raise your hand if you're a part. Now put your hand down. Every part does its share. Are you doing your share? Don't need to raise your hand. Only you can determine whether you're doing your share here at this church. But in the days ahead, I'm just going to give you forewarning. 
You're going to have to do your share. Well, I don't know what my share is. I don't know. Well, do what you can do. If you can sing, sing. If you can clean a toilet, clean a toilet. If you're good with kids, then work with the kids. If you have people skills, stand at the door and greet them as they come in and smile. Boy, they had some good people there working. They talked. You had one guy. This One guy went by and he was standing. They had aisles in those big conventions, and they all were out front. And this guy was hooping and hollering. I went up to him and said, I got a guy like that in my church. He says, woo! <laughs> Being knit together in love. Say knit together in love. So we all need to grow up, do we not? Let me read it. Then I'm going to have Brad play this. And I was so glad that Caleb recorded it when we were down there because this isn't about Pastor Mike and and Kathy. This is about you. Now, I read that from the New King James. Let me read it uh, from the Message Bible. If I can find it, I lost my place. Because it says it a little different. He talks about the, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, training Christians in skilled servant work, working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically. Yeah, that's an interesting word. And easily with each other. So we have to learn in the days to, to work rhythmic, rhythmically. That's a word I haven't said in a long time. And easily with each other. But you know, Pastor, I don't like that individual because of this, because of that. Well, you've got to learn to work with them. You can learn to work with each other, folks. Some of you stuck with Kathy and I. We're not the easiest, easiest people to work with sometimes. Yeah, you, gotta, you don't have to like me, but you have to love me. Working with each other, efficient, graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed, and without fully alive with, like Christ. Now, this is the part I want you to see. No prolonged infancies among us, please. Will not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for imposters. God wants us to grow up, to know the truth, and tell it in love like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Him, who is the source for everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. That's why you need the church. That's why you need each other. Keep in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so we will grow up healthy in God's robust love. There was a woman sitting next to us. Uh, and they were visiting, and a lot of times I just don't want to engage and in, in be distracted, but Micah started visiting with him, and then they started talking about this this gal from YouTube and I, who I've listened to, and so I started talking to her. These people were from Chicago area, and they'd been watching some of this. They came out of a uh, like an evangelical church that didn't embrace speaking in tongues, and they were hungry. And I looked at her, and I said, Do you speak in tongues? She says, well, I'm trying. Well, I said, you can. I said, and I tried to give her some basic things. And I says, where do you go to church? Well, we kind of go to church. I said, get planted. I said, I don't care anymore. 
I said it nice. I said, get planted in the church. You're not going to grow unless you get planted. And after which she came up to me and was standing waiting for them. They were in the bathroom. And I says, are you going to get planted in the church? How do I know what church? I says, call this ministry. Ask Pastor Hank in that area what church to get involved with. Amen. Let's stand to our feet today. We all said a lot today. Amen. But I, I want you to know, say this, because I want you to leave. If you leave with anything, leave with these two words. Say, knit together. Then say, in love. Amen. We're going to play this, and we can't do the video, so explain to them. We'll see if we can get it maybe at another time. Lovely Google is giving us fits this morning, so I can't get the video. But basically, it's uh, Pastor Hank had called the preachers to come down, come forward. And then he went down and prayed over everybody and a few of them he had a word for. And Pastor was one of the first ones that he prayed for and had a word for. And that's what you'll hear basically almost immediately in here. So I'll play that across here because there's nothing to watch. Us, it's for you. It's for this church. For the church. Let me just do that again. Sorry. Father, in the name of Yeshua, breakthrough, breakthrough, increase, provision. There's another wave of growth coming to you because of your faithfulness. God says, I'm about to add to your finances, but I'm going to add to your church. In the name of Yeshua. Did everybody catch it? Or do you want to hear it one more time? Did everybody get it? Yeah. Go ahead. Do it again. We're going to grow. We are growing, but it's, it's going to grow even more in the days ahead. But we'll be more effective when we're knit together in love. Father, today we thank you. I thank you, Lord, for all that we have received through this conference. Now, Lord, help this church assimilate all this good information, the word of the Lord, And Lord, help us, Lord, be doers of it and not hearers only. So today, Father, I declare and decree the people of Harvest Church, their hearts are knit together in love. I thank you, Father, that everyone here adopts a servant's heart a servant's mentality that we're here to serve Jesus and we're here to serve each other. We're here to serve this community. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for your grace. And I speak and declare God's grace over this body of believers today. Lord, individually, I thank you, Lord, people begin to grow. Lord, and corporately as a body, Father, we will continue to grow. So I thank you, Father. We raise our hands. We give you, Lord Jesus, all the glory and all the honor for what you've done, what you're going to do, and what you're going to do in the days ahead. You'll get all the glory, all the praise, all the recognition And we thank you for it, Father, this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Is anyone here in your body sick or you need prayer for your physical body? Amen. Praise God. Abe, would you please play the piano? (laughs) Whoa.
That, that's freaky. Yeah.
But then next year, September 15th through the 18th, they're going to have another conference in Omaha. So you can plan ahead. You have time to get that on your calendar. Amen. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, I had something to share, and I felt like I should share this last week, but I didn't. So I wanted to come back um, to you guys. Um, when Mike Keys was here and we had the big group come up here and get filled with the Holy Spirit, I just wanted to share. That really blessed me, and to see so many people coming up and desiring that gift. I got filled with the Holy Spirit not long after coming to church here, and because uh, you were hungry. I was hungry, um, but it didn't manifest right away. And, uh, Pastor, I don't remember who you put me with, but um, just this woman visited with me and said, you know, it didn't, my language didn't come out right away. And she said, just get alone and make sounds. Just make sounds. And, and I did that. And it, and it took putting down some pride because it felt really weird. So... What I wanted to do is just encourage you. If you yeah. came up and got prayed for last week, and if that prayer language didn't come out, I wanted to encourage you that that anointing is still there. And it's a wonderful gift, and please keep believing for that, and please don't be afraid to, to get alone and put your pride down and make some just sounds until that comes out. And so I'm sorry if I, I'm sorry that I didn't say that last week, but I well, wanted to share it Your timing's perfect. Week. Yeah, that, that's good. God bless you because that's important. You've got to pray in tongues in the days ahead. Well, I don't know if it's for, yeah, it is for you. You know, don't, don't express your ignorance by saying that because the word says you can have it. That lady at there I ministered was trying to help she says, well, I can't speak in tongues, and I've tried. And I says, well, don't quit. See, the thing is, I don't know about you, but I went after God. We were hungry. And you've got to go after and touch the You've got to get out of my way. I'm going after it. And have that, adopt that kind of attitude. Don't have that defeatist, well, I didn't speak in tongues, and it's not for us today. I guess God doesn't want Amen. I was, you know, I got to watch myself. Don't, don't do that. Go after God and thank him for it. Thank you, Father. I'm filled with the Spirit and I speak with a heavenly tongue. Get bold with that. Amen? That's good. Anything else? Wednesday night prayer. Next Sunday, we're going to have communion. And I, I know this church, we don't have communion every week or every month. I just am not one that, I don't want to get it to be a, a, a ritual thing. But I, I really feel led by the Spirit of God to have communion next week. So you can tell others that aren't here that's what we're going to be doing. Amen? God bless you. Have a great week.